drive to deep left field. That ball is way back, and that ball is history. Adolis Garcia clears him off with a grand slam as Adolis has broken this ball game wide open. It's 9-2. to A second to go on go from the left hash one. Andrews over the football to snap it back. Jones looks to his right. Throws it to the right. Got it. Touchdown. He's got it. Patriots. Out of the eye. They need the touchdown. Hunt and Harris. Walker gives to Kareem Hunt, pushing, pushing, touchdown! Kareem Hunt got it across the goal line! It's a winning game for Atlanta. Snap, spot, kick from Koo is away, and it is good! Fly home safely, Atlanta! 16-13 is the battle in Tampa. Standing in the pocket, hit as he throws, and it is picked off! Did he get it? He's picked yes! Off for from left to right. Snap to Borgay. Borgay looking to throw. Slam The snap is back. The kick is away. It is up, and it is good. It's good. It's good. And the Utes have beat the Trojans at the Coliseum. On fourth down, Plumley back, looks, 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 throws to the end zone. Baker, touchdown! Yes! Javon Baker, 12 yards on fourth and 10, and a chance to tie with a two. To the left, two tight ends right. In motion, Townsend in the backfield. Plumley swings it out to him. Townsend caught at the 10. He's got a ways to go. He's not going to get there. Dolby wraps him up. It's no good. All right, here we go. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show on a Monday morning. Toby and TJ back with you. Sooners win barely 31-29 over UCF on Saturday. They are 7-0. and uh, We got a lot of stuff here to get you uh, caught up on. Let's start with here. Updated Heisman odds after the weekend. J.J. McCarthy, now the leader in Vegas, T.J., the Michigan quarterback 
has taken the lead in the Heisman race, according to uh, odds at plus 200. Michael Penix Jr. now in second place. Washington also got a big-time scare against a not very good UC, or, uh, uh, Arizona State team. He's at plus 300. Jaden Daniels, LSU quarterback, would be third, along with Jordan Travis at Florida State. They're both plus 700. Then Dylan Gabriel in fifth place at plus 800. Down uh, after that. Uh, How about... Someone should probably look at Marvin Harrison Jr. and redo those odds a little bit, so... You like him. He's... I don't know that I would uh, give him the Heisman yet, but he deserves to be mentioned amongst those names of quarterbacks um, as a receiver. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The receivers just don't get the attention like that, so... He's a game changer. I'm just saying he's having a really good year. I don't say that I love him. Is is Ohio Ohio State your Alabama this year? Uh, No, no. I'm just saying he had a great game Saturday. He's had a big year. He deserves to be mentioned in the conversation. That's all. All Uh, Updated bold projections from the Here we go with Toby. Let me write this down. Loves bold projections. Yep. Alabama, Oklahoma. Both are predicting that again this week. One of them, Bonagura in the Cotton Bowl, Schleybaugh predicting they will play each other in the Peach Bowl. Uh, let me see. The final fours for both are the same, Michigan, Washington, Georgia, and Florida State. So not much changing there. Updated rankings after the close calls this weekend. There was a lot of close calls this weekend. Texas barely escapes. OU, Washington, uh, Ohio State, obviously. Updated, uh, this is AP rankings, Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, Florida State 4, Washington 5, Oklahoma 6. Those unchanged. Then Texas moves up to 7, Oregon 8, Alabama back into the top 10 at 9, Penn State drops to 10. After that of note, USC down to 24. And there is nobody else in the Big 12 in the top 25. Kansas State receiving votes. Oklahoma State receiving votes. And uh, that is it. Did you see the end of the Iowa game, by the way? Or ha- the punt return that got called back? I saw some so highlights Iowa's, of that game. Uh, remind me, because I think I, I did. Uh, I was playing Minnesota. It's what you'd expect. Nobody right. can score. It's like 12-10, a minute to go in the fourth quarter. And Minnesota's got a 12-10 lead, and they punt the ball to Iowa. And the dude returns oh, it for a touchdown. Yes, yes. And they said he was calling for a fair catch. Yeah, that he was kind of waving his arm sideways a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Clearing out the area. Yeah, that was uh, that was huge. What a way to lose a game. Uh, top twenty-five scoreboard from Saturday: Michigan forty-nine nothing over Michigan State. The uh, marketing department at Michigan State had to apologize after the game for a pre-game quiz. That involved a picture of Adolf Hitler appearing on their scoreboard. <laughs> seems, no joke. seems on brand with Michigan State right now. <laughs> not a good, not a good time at Michigan State. Ohio State twenty to twelve over Penn State. This game was at the same time as our game, so I didn't get to see any of it. 
you chose not to go to the OU game, so you and you love Ohio State. So did you watch much of this game? I, I watched none of that game. I just saw okay. the highlights, so I, I didn't see any of that Which game. Which game did you have on the big screen, the Ohio State game or the Oklahoma the game? The Oklahoma game the whole time. Never turned the channel. Yes, thank you. Florida State over Duke 38-20. Washington, that high-powered Washington Michael Penix offense, 15-7, to and the only touchdown they scored was on a pick six. What was that? How did that happen? It was an awkward weekend in a lot of areas around the country, not just Oklahoma, but Texas with Houston, and there were some weird games going on for sure. Texas 31-24 over Houston. Oregon beat Washington State 38-24 with the Duck fan in attendance. Which, by the way, Houston got screwed in that game. That was a terrible spot that they gave him, and I don't know how it wasn't corrected. Uh... North Carolina goes down to Virginia. Virginia's no good at all. They're terrible. In Chapel Hill, 31-27, the final call we played off the top there. I don't condone violence in my final calls, TJ, even after a big upset. The Virginia play-by-play guy said uh, they had come to town and burned everything North Carolina has built to the ground. I would never say anything like that. I would never say anything like remotely like that, like punching cows in the eye or anything. Never, I would never, never say no. anything like that. Alabama, a tale of two halves, trailing Tennessee twenty to seven at the break. Outscored them twenty seven nothing in the second half. Beat them thirty four to twenty. Josh Heupel not happy with the officiating after the game. Ole Miss knocks off Auburn twenty eight twenty one. Utah upsets USC thirty four thirty two. LSU shuts out Army 62 to nothing. Missouri keeps on rolling. They're having a year, man. 34-12 over South Carolina. Air Force still undefeated. They beat Navy 17-6. Uh, Tulane over North Texas. They're 6-1 and in rank, 35-28. Iowa falls out of the top 25 after a 12-10 loss to Minnesota we were just talking about. and UCLA beat Stanford. 42 to 7. Now, we need to update you as well on the uh, Ref Royal Rumble. It was not a good week for us. Two, the bottom half of the league. Man, I'm bouncing like crazy. Okay, it's been I'm a back. rough day. Been a rough day. Back. I'm back. Am I back? Yeah, you're uh, back. The you're bo- back. Gotcha. Bottom half of the league uh, kind of rose up this weekend. Drake and Steely both hit upsets and got points. Drake had FIU, like what, on Wednesday night or something like that? And Stan had Utah in the upset. I'm shocked. Tadgummit, this is awful. I'm shocked that he's the only one of us that picked Utah in the upset. How did that happen? I don't know. Hindsight, but uh, yeah, you, watching that game, I'm like, why didn't Bronx pick this game? Come on. What was he thinking? Teddy said Saturday he was going to pick Utah. This is before the game, but he figured everybody would pick Utah. Uh, Josh got one point. He locked Wisconsin. They covered. Parker locked Utah. Tyler locked Alabama. He got one point as well. Teddy, Plank, Travis, me, and TJ and the chairman all shut out this week. So your updated standings, not any change at the top, really. Well, not much. Teddy's still in first place with 15. Josh moves into a tie with Plank. We got co-hosts tied for second at 11. Travis, the defending champion, in fourth place with 10. I'm in fifth place at 9.5. Thanks a lot, Parker. TJ and Drake now tied. Drake has tied you for sixth place with nine points. That's going to be uh, heated around the office, TJ. 
Not really. Drake is on the rise. I, I do believe there should be an investigation done into Plank, Josh, and Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, and really Teddy, who have all been very bad at this contest over the years and then suddenly are surging. Here think they've year. hired I think hired there's some type of... Uh, who's the guy that Josh and Plank have on? Uh, I'm oh, blanking man, on his name. Know. Lee Sterling or whatever. I think there's some inside information being exchanged. I don't know what's going on here. I think Drake's probably involved in some stuff that we don't want to know about. So, yeah. yeah, probably best. Parker in eighth place alone with eight points. Tyler and Steely now tied in the basement with seven points each. But Steely has at least moved back into a tie for ninth, no longer all alone in the basement. So there is your update, uh, Ref Royal Rumble. Kent had called before the top of the hour break and told us all to get our attitudes right. Um, it is better to win than lose, Teach. It is better to win than lose. And you said something. I think the very first thing you said was, this is a game they might have lost last year. And here's one thing that I think you can take a positive away from Saturday is this. This team, so far this year, when pressed, has shown the clutch gene. They have had three games now that have been one-score games in the fourth quarter. The SMU game was the first one. SMU pulled it within three in the fourth, and the offense went on two scoring drives to pull away. The Texas game, when they had the drive to win it. And Saturday, when they are behind in the fourth quarter and they go on a touchdown drive to take the lead, by one, and another touchdown drive to take the lead by eight. When they have had to have it in the fourth quarter of close games, they have been clutch, which obviously they were not a year ago, close games or otherwise, and is a fantastic trait to have. Now, I know you'd rather blow everybody out, But inevitably, there are going to be close games the rest of the way. And this team can't help but have confidence, I would think, that we play our best in the fourth. So that is a positive, especially offensively. I mean, they were not good at all in the second half offensively until the final two possessions. And they were fantastic. In the final two possessions. Um, the de- Gabriel, the Stoops touchdown, and the Gavin Sawchuk run. And so, we'll see. You got to get better. There's no doubt. You you, you got to improve a lot of things coming out of that game. Or you're going to lose at Kansas. You play like that, you're going to lose at Kansas. You play like that, you're going to lose at Oklahoma State. You play like that, you lose at BYU. You might lose to TCU. So, there is... Out, they're going to have to play better. But like you said on Saturday, you would rather dodge a bullet than wear one. And there have ne- there has never been, I shouldn't say never, there hardly ever is a special season that doesn't, inc- doesn't include a close call or two. Or three. Or four. Yeah, for everybody. Doesn't matter who for it everybody. is. Yeah. And escaping them is the key and they escaped it on saturday so sigh of relief 
Let's yell at them for the things they didn't do very well. Change the kicker if you feel like they need to change the kicker. Whatever, whatever's got to change, and uh, put on the white uniforms and go see if you can beat Kansas on uh, on Saturday. The, there are a lot of similarities, I think, offensively anyway, between UCF and Kansas. In so that could help. That could help. Uh, not that there aren't some differences, but I think the, there's a few things that are similar in in what UCF and Kansas want to do. All right, break time, 819. Back to your text messages next. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Teddy Lehman here. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Been in business since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions. Great customer service. If you need fax help, printer, copier, scanner, document management, network solutions, they can help you with all of that right here in Oklahoma or Kansas. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, on Garcia Friday, he got drilled. He should have got drilled. His behavior mandated that he get drilled. That's the way baseball works. What a joke that they tossed the Astro picture. Um, yeah, he probably should. And that's what I said. Take your base. Like, you flipped the bat or you actually carried the bat and then slammed it to the ground and then kind of walked around the bases. Take the hit. Go to first base. Keep the inning rolling. Keep the momentum rolling. Don't let the uh, emotions takeover and that's what happened there so I don't know that I disagree with that he should have been thrown out well they should have tossed the pitcher I mean he without a doubt in my mind Dusty can say what he wants to and try to spin it like why would we ever do that they hit Adolis Garcia 100% on purpose there is absolutely no doubt they did and they got the reaction they wanted that he got the spark he wanted he was down 4-2 he saw where the game was going he says you know what plunking we'll see where this thing goes if they score a run or two we're down anyway we we go on to fight at home in game six and seven there's no doubt they hit him on purpose maybe you're right it would be an odd strategy um it would be a crazy strategy but it worked i I would i would say that it's far-fetched but you know in a two-run game to put first and second nobody out on base is pretty crazy, and I don't know that there's a coach out there that would say, yeah, we would absolutely do that for the risk of of the mayhem it would cause, but it worked, so maybe if if that's the case, then you need to give Dusty Baker more credit than you give him no, through the years. Dusty Baker's an idiot. He's over there with all his wristbands and his bracelets and his toothpick, and he's a moron. I think he tried to come inside and just missed. Um, but he should have been thrown out. They both were thrown out. Either way, yeah, just go to first. Take your base, and uh, I don't know if he gets thrown out. I don't know if the pitcher gets thrown out then either. So, um, Let's see here. Rule change for NCAA football. If a player goes down, they should have to set out until the first is picked up or change of opposition occurs. This may prevent some of the fake injuries. It drives me crazy when players are faking injuries. It, it does. A lot of that does go on to slow momentum. And um, it is frustrating at times. It does, you know, you see the guy fall over and it's like, no, oh, come on. 
There was a couple of times fans were getting after him on Saturday where they it benefited Oklahoma. Like, they were not trying to fake an injury, UCF. They went down a few times when you were like, mm, I wonder. But there was a couple of times where a guy got hurt or sick or whatever the case may be. I was like, ooh, that, that worked out well. And the fans were booing the UCF guy. I was like, guys, this is not – they're not faking this. This helps us. So, anyway, it's hard to know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you Ranger fans are as pathetic as Longhorn fans. Uh, if you're an Astro fan or whoever you're a fan of, uh, shut up. Um, I looked up all the field goals, by the way. Okay. The guy asked me to look up all the field goals, so it took a while. Um, oh, all the field goals, but the ones, the 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 ones that are having similar years to Schmidt. How about that? Schmidt's missed two from in the thirties, two in the forties. Uh, Alex Hale at OSU, one in the twenties, one in the thirties, one in the forties. This is going to be a lot of numbers, so make of it what you will. Burt Auburn at Texas has missed one in the twenties, two in the forties, two in the fifties. Colton Boomer, UCF, one in the 30s, two in the 50s. Uh, Houston kicker, two in the 40s, two in the 50s. Texas Tech, two in the 40s, two in the 50s. Iowa State, two in the 30s, two in the 40s. So there you go. Uh, that tempo monster will get you. What this says. That could go for the guys falling on the ground, acting injured, or uh, Adolis Garcia not going to, to first base. That could work either way. On tempo that. monster, yeah. yeah. He's everywhere. Uh, would any of our QBs who won the Heisman be talked about with two losses in the middle of the season? Are you referring to like to Caleb Williams and the attention that he still gets? Is that what that's meaning there? He's not in the Heisman race. No, he's not. I mean, he's dropped out Is of that. that. He's dropped out of the playoff race. I don't know. Um, I, I would think, think that that's about Caleb. Heisman, uh, I went over the Heisman stuff. Oh, uh, Jaden Daniels. They said Jaden Daniels. Oh, okay. Okay. Huh. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm, I wouldn't think so. That's a good point. Softball Steve. Uh, softball Steve's everything's in caps today. Sooners were expecting trick plays, apparently. Washington definitely got fooled. UCF had 14 points. Get to them and still lost. <laughs> what was the last part of that? <laughs> UFC had 14 points given to them and still lost. UCF, yes. Um, Did I say UFC? I may yeah, have said that, UFC. That, that one play was uh, the the 86-yard touchdown pass was uh, uh, quite a play. I mean, he was right there at the line and then chunked it at the last second. So the blow and the kisses play I'm talking about. Toby, your 8 a.m. intro failed to include Christopher Bell of Norman winning NASCAR's Homestead race to get to the NASCAR version of the championship playoff final. That's from Ron. Sorry about that, Ron. <laughs> the interesting thing about the pick six in the Washington game was that there was an awful call two plays before that goal uh, at the goal line. Yep. Uh, P.I. flag picked up and replay showed the jersey awful almost call. pulled off of the receiver, then the pick six. Awful call. Uh, you want to talk names? Boomer is a great name for a punter, but this kid... This, but this kid is who I want. Uh, he entered the transfer portal from, M from NMST, and I personally heard Jerry Kill 
at the St. Louis airport, lament when this thing goes on and on. What are we talking about here? So this uh, guy wants the New Mexico State kicker? Yes. Does he have a name on there? Uh, What's the name? says here that he has an upperclassman kicker to the portal, but the money kid, that's the one you want. His name is Money. Money, yeah. Well, that's a good I name lo- to have I for love a kicker. kicker named Money. Brett I- Money, New Mexico State. I like a kicker named Boomer. How did he not end up here? I know. Uh, let's see what Brett Money has done in his career. I'm looking him up. Go ahead. Uh, I love when TJ plays Crazy Train because it reminds me of how this show can go completely off the rails at times or even all the time. Dealer's Choice. Love it. Love y'all. Good morning to everyone in Sooner Nation and the KRF family. Toby, I love you, man. But you're never getting my change. Okay. Uh, all the time he said it goes off the rails. That yes, would be accurate. That would be accurate. Uh, have you guys talked about the Quinn Ewers injury? Uh, we have. Yep. yep. He's out four weeks like some are speculating. They drop a game or two, right? Possibly. Let's I mean, they got K State coming, coming up, up. I know. I know they've got TCU. I think Iowa State in that run. For the next four games for them are it's BYU this BYU week. BYU at yeah. home, Kansas State at home, who's playing really good ball now. Right. At TCU, at Iowa State. Yeah, good chance. Yeah. And then the only game left after that's Texas Tech on Black Friday. I mean, they got a tough remaining schedule, period, whether Quinn Ewers is there or not. Tougher than Oklahoma's is, theoretically. Because like Kansas State, since the OSU loss, has like, they absolutely waxed TCU Saturday night. They went out to Lubbock and won the week before. They're looking good. Texas has never played TCU well, wherever they played them. they got to go to their place. Iowa State didn't play this week, right? They're, they've they've been putting it together a little bit, so it's going to be difficult. I mean, the answer to the question, who's the third best team in the conference that we've been asking every week, isn't it Kansas it's, State it, again now? It, at this point, it's Kansas State, yeah. And uh, that really, um, and they looked awful against OSU, just awful, right? But man, they're looking good now. Yeah, I think they've solidified themselves as the third best, and. That's going to be an OSU's, OSU's uh, yeah. coming on strong, yeah, with Ollie Gordon. So we'll uh, see. The other, the other team with only one loss is Iowa State. I mean, all three of those teams are are improving in the second half of the season. Texas better mind their P's and Q's. I mean, they're one slip up away from being out of the so. Break time. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Premature pay dirt there. My bad. Saturday was the perfect example of something that I've talked about many times on the show. First off, let me say, I apologize for the technical difficulties today. This is completely on me. You've got to be better, man. If I had put in a little extra effort, and gone back up to the booth when I realized it Saturday, this could have been avoided. But I thought, you know what? It's one show. Drake will give it to me Monday night. Surely I'll be fine Monday morning. And, and of course, the bugs got in uh, the system today. So 
my fault. I did not put in the extra effort. Hope I was like the team, TJ. I was on cruise control Saturday, so my bad. Saturday is the perfect example of what I've talked about many times, TJ, which is a, f- a flaw that I have. A f- I am not good in watching a game. I get completely lost in the broadcast and in the winning and losing of the of the football game. And I cannot simultaneously, as many of you can and do, think about perception, ramifications, national championship hopes, all the other stuff that goes into when you're watching a game, what you're considering. I wish I could. So the game ends. I'm fully invested in the broadcast and, and the excitement of winning a close game, post game, downstairs, do the show back up, and then I go sit in my car, and I have to have a moment, Teach, where I go, okay, what is everybody else who has normal brains thinking about right now? <laughs> probably going to be mad about the kicker. We're probably going to be mad about the running game. We're probably going to be mad that the team sold T-shirts and they celebrated too much against Texas. Uh, somebody's going to be mad that we wore pink. Somebody's going to be mad. You know, just kind of go through the list of what am I supposed to be mad about right now after a close, exciting football game. And then shift into that to try to relate to. I wouldn't have to do that if I didn't have the show. I could just go home and exist in my happy bubble and never, you know. But when I do the show, all right, how can I relate to the fans? Not all of you, but a lot of you, the majority of you, I would say, who watch the game are glad we won, but are angry that they didn't play better. So I apologize for that. I wish I could be better in that regard, and I try to work on that. And some in the post game, I try to get into that. You know, I'm like, all right, let's shift to. Not everything was great. What's got to be, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I just, it's a weakness of mine, man. What, what you just talked about, you don't have time to think about those things. Like, you're just going and your brain is working and, and just getting to the next play and the next uh, call. So you shouldn't be thinking about those things. There are play-by-play guys that do, the ones that kind of dissect the game as it's going along. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Sham's one of those that he can get just really yeah. down on the team and start talking right. about how, what are we going to do about Dak Prescott? I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. So, but you're not like that. You don't call the game in that manner. So I completely understand that. I don't even think I watch a game in that manner. Like, if it's not OU, if it's the Colts or the Thunder or whatever, I just, it just don't work that way. I just, I just want them to win that night, that game, you know? And then I'll listen to everybody else tell me what I need to be worried about. Yeah. I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. (laughs) The analytical side of it, I I don't know if it's because of my job that I don't – I just don't think I possess that. I just don't care, I guess. I, I mean, I care, but. It's too much analysis. I'm like, dude, why do people put themselves through that? Like, it's just too much analysis, man. Just, hey, man, great, we won. Let's uh, try to win the next one now, yeah? But I understand I'm weird. You guys have told me many, many times I'm weird. 
And a lot of you like to text me in the middle of the game and tell me what we stink at <laughs> and what I need to tell Coach they stink at. Hey, man, you got to tell Coach on Monday night that they got to be better at this. All right, thank you. How did you get my number again? So, anyway, I apologize. Because it was a great game. Like, that's one of those where you're flying high afterwards, you know? Like, that was exciting. That fourth quarter was, I mean, what was it going into the fourth? Let's see. Uh, well, they scored two I'm touchdowns. I'm at the wrong side. It was 23-17 them going to the fourth. Yeah, because they didn't score in the third. Yeah. And long touchdown drive, pass to Stoops. Take the lead. Uh, get a, on the next UCF possession. Get a big sack. I'm trying to remember who that. Oh, that was Bowen. Peyton Bowen comes in. Haven't said his name all day. Comes flying in off the corner. Big sack. I don't know how Plumlee didn't fumble the ball because he never saw him coming. Force a punt. Get it back. Drive the field. Touchdown run by Sawchuck. Up a UCF drives the field, gets a couple of huge pickups, a long third down pickup, a long fourth down pickup for the touchdown, comes to a two-point conversion, still got to dodge the onside kick. I mean, that was an adrenaline-packed, action-packed, exciting fourth quarter of football. And I'm flying high. What a game. What a finish. We throw it up today. We thought it was going to be a blowout, 18-point favorite. What a game we got. All right, Knucklehead. Now, figure out a way to be ticked about this because you're going to irritate everyone if you go on the air and say that. Like right now, there's people <laughs> mad at me for even saying that. I have to have a pep talk with myself during the commercial break. All right, don't come on the air and go, what a game. Boy, wasn't that fantastic. You got to go, boy, Ted, glad we won, but, man, they better fix a bunch of stuff or we're going to lose the rest of them. And he goes, yeah, I know, Toad Boy. I hope we can sleep tonight. We'll pound ourselves over the head with a <laughs> mallet. This, so. Here's a texter for you. Yeah. Knippelmeyer text line. Toby, fans are not angry. They are, were concerned with some things that we saw on the field. The problem is, if we say one daggum negative word, we get labeled as angry or bad fans. If fans didn't see negative things on the field Saturday, then maybe take off the crimson-colored glasses. I didn't say I was mad at any of you. I didn't say anybody was a bad fan. I said, I wish I could be like you. So that is your false interpretation of what I just said. Nobody, I never said anything about you guys being bad fans. I just said, I don't possess that ability that you have. I have crimson colored glasses. I actually have crimson colored glasses on right now, TJ. I have a, a six pack of different colored Point one seven five reading glasses. Oh, really? The, the ones I'm wearing right now happen to be crimson, so I'm going to take them off, <laughs> as was suggested by the uh, person, and I will try to be better. Now I can't see. I'm anything trying. Now. I'm trying to figure out if uh if you should be wearing crimson readers anyway. 
No, I shouldn't. This is like seems <laughs> like something my grandmother would wear. So I have two pairs. I have a red and a blue that are completely inappropriate to wear in public because it looks like something <laughs> Sally Jesse Raphael would That's wear. That's what I was picturing with you wearing. <laughs> so I only wear the uh, the black or the tortoise shell in public because they look you know like normal. But I I mean these are perfectly good glasses. So when I'm in my office by myself, I'll wear the ones that I shouldn't wear out in public. So that's what I have on right now is my crimson colored glasses. It's perfectly fine that you are analyzing and concerned and all that kind of you should be. You should watch your team and say we got to be better. All the things we talked about today, the kicking game's got to be better. The run game's got to be better. You're right. And Brent's saying that and his coaches and all that kind of stuff. I'm trying to admit a flaw. That's all. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Did you put Bronx on your hip at any point last night? So, it was going to happen, and then the Grand Slam happened, and I said, all right, we've got to save that for tomorrow night. You can only use yep. certain things so many times, gotcha. so no hip last night, no. Did, you didn't need it yet. It, you would have saved it for the ninth. Yes, yes. I got you. Okay. Uh, Chris Plank, welcome to the show. How are you today? Series should have been over in five. That was a BS game five on Saturday night. But anyway, congrats, TJ. I'm glad that there is a uh, there's Go a get him in seven. Mad Max, let's go, baby. Yeah, that's gonna be yeah, Max Scherzer. Yeah, he's been he's awesome in clutch situations in the postseason since he left Washington, just warning you. Um, you know what's exciting for me though? Thanks for the <laughs> wow. Go, go, go look at how well he's done. Um well yeah, you don't have to, you've lived it. But I, I, I gotta tell you something, it's fun whenever you see uh, I think T J either you tweeted this or, or one of my uh, Ranger friends tweeted it where you literally see people getting up out of their seat and leaving as the Grand Slam is hit. Yes. I I didn't send that, but I saw that video, and it was beautiful, yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's awesome, man. Congratulations. Can't even imagine, T-Row. Can't even imagine, man. Well, I mean, you did win a World Series like three years ago. Right, and it's only the most uh, doubted and uh, questioned thing that's ever happened in the history of sports. So, did have to go on the road. You know, minimal crowds. Oh, it was the it was the uh, COVID was the year. COVID yeah. year, yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, when I say I, I, I meant you should be celebrating this morning. That should be the series. I thought you guys, I thought you guys deserved Game Five, but I will admit, Tiro, um, I was the guy that stayed up and watched until the end of Washington Arizona State. So if there was something in sports on Saturday, uh, I consumed it in some way, shape, or form. So uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was a good day, seven and zero, and then. To, have all the craziness in college football is a good day. There's a weird day in college football, that's for sure. What What's on the top of your mind for OU? What's your uh, two days later? What are you thinking about that game? It, it was um, – it had a weird vibe throughout, I think. Um, and and I, I can't really put my finger on it. I can't really pinpoint it. I've listened to a lot of your show. I listened to – 
you know, the 8,000 now post-game pods that we have or our, our reaction pods that we have. And I'm just, I don't know. You know, I, I kind of think that the way it started defensively, I didn't know if UCF was going to get a yard the entire game. I mean, that's how four that's straight how, three and outs to start the game. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. And then to go from it being 12 plays, 10 yards to, you know, scoring drives on what their next five drives was just weird. So I, I haven't quite figured that out, you know, Oklahoma and then the special teams when, and I say special, Zach Schmidt missing a couple field goals and, you know, I'm watching Schmidt over there protest. He's like, it's good, it's good. And then we got Coach Stoops that's, you know, reminding everyone of the rule in the broadcast, got to be the whole football, right? It just can't be Yeah, a, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Um, so it was um, – it, is it fair to say I go on – well, I'm on the air now, but my show starts at 9.05, and I'm still not really sure how to feel about it, except that, hey, they won, and everything that everyone has said is dead on. Don't know if they win this game last year. Mm-hmm. You know, don't really – know what happened um, to where Gavin Sotrath went from being ineffective in this game to unstoppable, except for the Sooners just grinded it out. So, I mean, in all honesty, it wasn't a bad defensive performance either. A third of the 397 yards for UCF came on two plays. Um, I didn't look close enough to see what the struggle was like for the wide receivers getting separation. Uh, I think that's probably more of, a, of an in-the-weeds thing you guys can talk about tonight on the huddle. But I just – it was – is it fair to just say it was weird? It had a weird feeling, had a weird vibe. Yeah. I called for back-to-back IDs during the pregame show. I mean, Toby, it was just a weird, weird day all the way around, unfortunately. I think we're flat. Uh, you know, I'm sure that they probably shouldn't have been, but I think they were flat. I think everything was a little bit flat. I think the crowd was raring to go after oh, what had happened right. against Texas two weeks ago. But everything else is just a little... You're right. It was a little off on Saturday. So to come away with a win, they're pretty fortunate. I don't want to scare anyone away from the show, but that little rant that I just gave Toby, that's pretty much every segment to start this show until we get it figured out. So welcome into the Plank Show. There's your opening to every segment for the rest of the day, T-Row. Very good. Thanks, Plank. See you, man. Rudy's tonight. Come on out and join us. 6 o'clock, the huddle. 7 o'clock will be the Brent Venable Show. We'll try this again tomorrow. Have a great – oh, go Rangers. Have a great Monday, everybody.